Welcome back to In The Loop, a WordPress agency podcast by Blackbird Digital. I'm Corey Hugert, and in this episode, I interview Ryan Welcher, a developer advocate at Automatic focusing on the Gutenberg project. This is a special follow-up to our last episode titled, We Like Gutenberg, We Swear. While of course we'd like to encourage you to listen to that if you haven't already, it isn't required since we'll be giving all of the necessary context. While we weren't able to cover every question posed by the last episode, Ryan did a great job uncovering some assumptions I had been making as someone used to doing things a certain way. If you have questions about WordPress website development, contributing, or anything else web-related that you'd like to hear us discuss, send an email to podcast at blackbird.digital. You can also find us on Twitter as inloop underscore WP. Blackbird Digital is a web and app development agency that specializes in WordPress, creating on-screen experiences that connect, teach, communicate, and inspire. Visit blackbird.digital for more information. And with that, enjoy the show. So, uh... I have to admit that last time when we uh, we were talking a lot about Gutenberg, I had a little voice in the back of my head that sounded a lot like someone we've had on the show before. <laughs> so I figured that I'd give that real voice a chance to talk out loud on the show again. And so welcome back, Ryan Welcher. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I was, uh, I'm very excited, very excited to be here. We're excited talk to have about- you all the stuff uh, from the last <laughs> podcast and I have, I might have some ideas. I might not. I don't know. We'll see. That's we'll cool. See. Hopefully, the point hopefully of this is, help. you know, we just want to talk to other smart people who are either running the same issues oh, or I'll get off the call then. <laughs> nope. Stay right there. <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, yeah, so we, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us so close to WordCamp US. Um, so unfortunately that, that means, this episode won't be out until after WordCamp, but um, I understand that you will be speaking. I, I will be. I found out yesterday. Uh, I'm filling in for, for, for someone who unfortunately could not make it because of uh, sickness, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited, um, but uh, also typing frantically to get my slides on everything all, all, all together, but I'm very, oh, sure. very excited. So if you're going to be, well, I guess this is going to air after that, so never <laughs> yeah. mind. If you were there and you saw me, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> can so, you yeah. just tell us like what the title is what it's oh about, yeah sure like, it's briefly? uh it's ex- it, um, extending wordpress with uh with, with slot fill so i've done i've done variations of talks of, of, of this talk before i did a, a lightning talk at WordCamp europe on it and it's just basically um slot fill is like the new extension paradigm which actually is probably going to solve some of the mm. problems that you had um that you were talking about last time and so I just kind of go over what it is, how to use it, and show some examples. And then I've got a couple of like sort of fun little things about it. I don't know. Anyways, I, I'm still writing it, so 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 we'll see. Awesome. We'll see what makes the cut. So, yeah. All right. Looking forward to it. I'll have a link to that session page. I don't think the session page will have. It like... is. It actually went up. Uh, it's it's live. Uh, right, but now, the, but it's not but... going to have like the video after the fact, right? You no, got to go to WordPress.tv no. for that. Usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there, or sometimes it's on. It's on YouTube. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. both, depending on on what it is. But if yeah. I can find a link to the actual session itself, I will put it in the show notes. If not, y'all just have to kind of. You know, check the session page and and go find it on WordPress TV once yeah. it finally drops. Use the Googles. Yeah, the Googles yeah, have, yeah. Have the answer. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, um, so let's back up a bit. Um, we mm-hmm. usually ask guests how they ended up in WordPress, but you have been here before. Um, that was our agency panel, which is episode eight. Um, though, of course, certain things have changed since then. Of course. So, mm-hmm. um, can you tell us what you are doing? now and and why you made the switch sure well yeah sure so i am a developer advocate uh sponsored by automatic um and i spend my days uh talking with people like yourself and uh basically my my job is to remove barriers to adoption for developers that's the that's the high level thing and i've been focusing a lot on block development and uh and all the thing all the block editor site editor all the gutenberg project type stuff and that's that's kind of what i do i get to like mess around with code and write examples and play with things. And uh, I, I work on some of the developer tooling, which is uh, super fun. Um, yeah. And uh, I 
loved my previous job. If I ever wanted to go back to um, agency work, I would, uh, I'd go knocking on their door mo most likely, but this was a very unique opportunity that I have always kind of liked the idea of a developer ad advocate. I remember back in the day, I went to a, a, a flash uh, mm -hmm. conference. I don't know if, if anyone listening remembers flash, but it was uh, kind of the, it was the be all and end all at, at, at one point. And uh, there was a, a person there by the name of Lee Brimelow. And I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he was an, uh, he was a, what they call a platform evangelist is what they called it back then. And mm -hmm. he was uh, one for Adobe. And he always showed these, the coolest demos of the latest flash features. And I thought that'd be the coolest job in the world, going to conferences and showing people fun things that have, have no practical application, but they're a lot of fun. <laughs> and <laughs> so, here you are. Going yeah, to conferences and yeah. showing cool Just, things. Yeah, exactly. That's Excellent. it. So I'm kind of, I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm happy That's so to great. Do. So um, yeah, are, is, is, is your developer advocate job specifically, like, is it in your job description to be focused on Gutenberg or is that something you have chosen to focus on? Um, a bit of both. I, a bit of both. I mean, obviously Gutenberg, the Gutenberg project, I need to be specific. Sorry. When we talk about, no, no, it's fine. And, and it's, it's a common thing, common thing. Uh, and I, I, I catch myself doing it too, because when 5.0 came out, it was Gutenberg, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's the Gutenberg project. Right. All the things in the Gutenberg project are in WordPress. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to make myself be very specific when I'm talking about something like, but, but yeah, so Gutenberg, the block editor, the Gutenberg project is where I'm focusing. Cause that's sort of where the development of WordPress is sort of focused at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of like going through those, those, those phases of the, the project. I also, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's kind of, you know, a whole, a brave new world, if, if you will, when it comes to like block development. And I, I, I am a PHP first developer. That, that's what I, that's how I learned WordPress. Like it was all PHP and I was a backend developer, quote unquote. And so for me, the process of becoming able to work with Gutenberg and the sort of modern reacts uh, workflows and the build processes and all this, that was a huge undertaking for me personally. So I, I, I feel that pain and that's kind of what drives me a little bit because I mean, if I can do it, literally anyone can. So it's just a matter of, of, you know, trying to like maybe share some uh, learnings that I've made, like, you know, the, I've stumbled. So maybe I can share those things so others don't stumble as much. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, that's that's kind of my motivation for it. And it just really aligns with kind of what the WordPress, like where the WordPress project is mm -hmm. right now. So. And uh, and I should, um, you know, drop a, uh, a link here to your Twitch channel because you stream every Thursday, it seems just about, um, do you want to talk a little bit about what your Twitch stream is and what you do? On it's it? predominantly block development. That's kind of, that was, that's kind of my, my niche, if you will. I mean, there's so many pieces of like, um, working with the block editor and the site editor and the Gutenberg project in general. But I, I kind of was focused on block development when I was at 10 up and uh, it kind of just kind of followed me. And so I, I, I do things with, you know, I have a, I, I have a GitHub repo where people can post um, like they can create an issue and say, Hey, how do I do this? Or I'd, I'd, I'd love to see whatever. And um, so I try to try to figure out ways to do it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it's just me typoing badly for an hour and a half. So uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's also not a place that there's not there's many WordPress streamers. Um, yeah. So I feel like I feel like there there was a bit of a need there and uh, huge huge I, I props enjoy it, so. to um to streaming code. I, oh. I I just I I it's that's a that's a tough thing to do. I I know it and uh, it it was it hard well. for me at first um, because you have to you have to embrace how bad you are code <laughs> you, like it's it was very like for me i mean i'm i'm a pretty what whatever person i'm you know i'm a, I'm a I, I would i would consider myself an extrovert i'm very open with with people and I, I i can laugh at myself when i can't remember the name of a function that i've used for 10 years and or whatever or like you, you know so being able to um kind of be vulnerable i guess i don't know if that's the right word or not is, sure yeah definitely is, is is cool and i've gotten a lot of good feedback about that where it's not like polished like i think one of the best the best 
uh, comments I got. It was actually, it's, it's on my YouTube channel. So I stream, I stream on Twitch and then I take those and I, you know, cut them up and make them a little bit easier to, you know, um, I get rid of a lot of my ums and typos mm-hmm. and stuff. Sure. And then, and, and then post it on, on YouTube. One of the best comments I got was someone saying like, it's really great to see the quote unquote experts not knowing what they're doing. And it was <laughs> like, it, and I, I loved that. I thought it was great. Cause I mean, you know, there's a, you know, in our, in what we do as developers, there's so much imposter syndrome that just runs rampant that like, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure why anyone would consider me an expert, but if someone does and then they can <laughs> see me not knowing what I'm doing, then it makes it okay for uh, other people to like stumble as well. Right. So I think that's, I think that's, that's important. I feel like you never know, you never know that you're an expert until somebody calls you one and you're still not going to feel like it and then you're like what no who yeah who are you yeah yeah no i'm i'm exactly I, that's exactly how i feel about it i just i feel like i just know i i might know just a little like like i'm on chapter three and everyone else is on chapter two like i'm just a little bit of head you know and that's because i get paid to spend my time you know researching so right, right. i yeah it's yeah that's so it. maybe uh, it, that's how yeah. I feel about it. <laughs> maybe i shouldn't but i you know i have it may be certain high expectations of this uh, conversation, uh, kind of like, um, you know, the, the uh, webcomic uh, XKCD, where if, <laughs> if, there, if there's some sort of, you know, mention of anything whatsoever, there's an XKD, XKCD for that. So yeah, po- possibly sure. you might have some Hopefully, answers yeah. that could, you know, maybe we could link to a blog post or yeah, one of your streams. Yeah, I, I probably, I'll probably have an idea. Um, <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see. So, um, um, yeah. so let's, <laughs> let's get into this monster, shall we? <laughs> Do it. I'm ready. So last time on the show, um, I feel like, uh, maybe, maybe the mask came off a little bit, <laughs> so to speak. Um, you know, we've been, we've been talking about Gutenberg since, since the very first episode of the show, um, in February, 2021, I think, um, completely different host completely different format (laughs) but um we were even talking about it then um and for the most part you know we have been talking about it as positively as possible because um we know we know that it's here to stay we like it like the title of the last episode is we like gutenberg we swear because it is true and we feel like we have to repeat that all the time every time we have a criticism or or whatnot because it's just a completely new paradigm for approaching custom WordPress development that we are doing, you know, at this particular agency. I don't want to speak for every agency, but at this particular agency, that's, you know, we're we're really focused on custom design work, you know, a lot of, you you know, down to the, the, the information architecture and UX kind of stuff, you know, paving the groundwork for what we're doing. There's more to it than just how it's laid out and what it looks like. You know, um, so anyway, so, so that's just the, the background of where we're coming from, of course. And um, but 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 yeah, last time on the show, we talked very, you know, plainly about some you know, just common issues that we run into with just about every build. Um, and that kind of boiled down to kind of two two things, at least. Or and there's plenty more, I'm sure. But there's there's two particular things that we run into a lot. Um when to uh when to create a custom post type was one of those questions and then the other question was you know is it really important to go quote unquote all in on gutenberg and every single thing on the site being in gutenberg versus what is kind of accepted as a kind of legacy um you know sort of custom wordpress thing which is custom fields everywhere right um mm-hmm. so like I, so I want to I want to talk about the the latter first, right? Because we kind of ended the episode last time about talking about when should we use Gutenberg, when should we turn it off, that sort of thing. Now I'm not going to ask you when to turn off Gutenberg because that's not that's not fair, <laughs> right? Um, that's not what I'm most interested in. Of course, I'm most mm-hmm. interested in looking at you know what we're doing now and why we might be turning off Gutenberg and what either could we be using now that it's already available or maybe there's plans on the horizon for like this sort of workflow or maybe there isn't and we should just accept that and accept that our workflow or whatever we're doing with this should just stay the same right so um 
obviously the first point um, is going to be advanced custom fields, right? That's I I can't speak for every single agency. I don't know how many agencies use advanced custom fields, but I feel like it was an integral piece of how we built sites before Gutenberg, and it still is. Um, now I'm not saying that. Again, I'm not asking you to say stop using advanced custom fields. I, oh yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but um, this uh, this approach. Uh, using advanced custom fields is because uh, we are making, you know, some sort of custom field set, and it, and it has a lot of, you know, easy, simple to use fields with certain settings, right? That can allow us to create these field sets really quickly for custom data, and then, um, you know, have some custom post up or whatever with with those particular data. Um, you know, linked. Right. Yep. So basically uh, my, my main question about that, about turning Gutenberg off or not was, you know, we've got a custom post type. It has a bunch of, you know, custom bits of data associated with it. Um, I should probably have, I should probably have, have come up with an example <laughs> to talk well, about. Well, right? actually, I loved your example from the last one with your, your the testimonials and yes. the jeweler yes. website. I, I think that's great. I've got some ideas around that, but I'll let, so we can use that as an example if you want. Yeah. So let me just really quickly uh, explain that, right? So I, I worked on this jeweler's website. Um, they have uh, a custom post type called work, and that custom post type has a testimonial associated with it and then um you know on in the footer of every page of the site it shows the most recent testimonials from all of the work posts um and the way that i approached it initially when i was building the site trying to be very gutenberg first i hadn't even installed advanced custom fields because i wanted to try to you know do it the right way or, or do it the way that is going i don't know whatever um and I got it to work, but I wasn't satisfied with it. I wasn't satisfied with the the experience of 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 working with it from the user's perspective, creating a new work post, right? Um, and then I ended up removing all of that, removing the editor entirely, turning off Gutenberg, and simply presenting uh, a set of custom fields to put in uh, I- images for a gallery, a quick description. Um, and other stuff and then of course the testimonial right Mm -hmm. and what advanced custom fields allows me to do there is query um all of the work posts that have a testimonial and then display those in the in a a custom block that i made but it's an advanced custom fields um block um that you know displays those with php so that's the sorry if that was a bit long but that's like that's setting the table right so you you have some ideas about how you might approach that well there is a yeah so first i mean i think what you did like your initial approach of having to like you know take all the content parse all the content scan through it run it through it has block and all that stuff i think it's a really cool solution um so it seems very cumbersome though you know yeah I i my question to you would be why not just have your block rate directly to post meta right so yes so there is and maybe maybe it's better if you explain it than i do but there's the use where use entity props yeah use entity props there we go yep yeah so So i have played with this before Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's used and entity props, a prop singular, but anyways, hmm. um, that is a, it's a, it's a hook react hook. Um, so, I mean, already we're into, you don't know react, don't know what a hook is. I get, I get the, you know, and it, what it allows you to do is basically you can query, um, you can get the meta for, for a particular post that you're, that you're working on. And then it returns to you the meta and it also returns to you a function that will update that. That meta. So if you're familiar with um, sort of set attributes with uh, sort of standard block stuff, it's very similar to that. Um, because you could use that to, you could put a rich text uh, a component right in the middle of your, you know, in your block and, and the, the the user types that in and it, it gets written to post meta, then you save. And then all of your, your queries 
um, in the footer of your homepage or wherever it is you need those things. You can all use, you can use WP Query or uh, the Query Block, I think, and then, um, you know, you, you can get that stuff out. So mm -hmm. that, that would be my first attempt, I think. Now, I mean, obviously there's details and there's things I'm not familiar with, you know, is the markup super complicated? Like, I don't True. really know what, what you're doing there, but, um, being able to, to, to do that in Postmeta essentially is giving you what you used to have, except it's not in the, the, the right rail anymore. Right. And, um, so that, that I think would, would be my first, my first attempt. The upsides mm -hmm. of that is if you have a custom block, you can say, I only want this block registered on this post type. So you mm -hmm. can, you, you can filter that out. Right. You can also add it to your block template. And then there, you, you made a mention of, um, what happens if, if they leave it blank? Right. Um, well, with a custom block, you have complete control of that. You can That's just true. not render it on mm -hmm. the front end at all, right? So you can conditionally render things. Um, I don't know if that would solve the specific problem, but the way it was sort of described sounds like this would have been my first approach because then you're getting your post meta saved where you right. want it. Right. So you can so you can query. You don't have to like jump through those hoops of trying to like you know query all content, loop through posts because like if you need to query let, let, I, I mean, let's say the person's got 10,000 pieces. <laughs> you have to query 10,000. That gets really expensive very, very fast, right? right? And then, I mean, yeah, that's a bit of an extreme case, but still. <laughs> um, so you can just, you you can leverage the built-in querying mechanism that WordPress provides, all the great, all the caching, all that good stuff. So, I mean, that would be my first try, but I don't know. I mean, maybe like, what what was your first, what was the first try that you didn't end up liking? So I think... I think one of the reasons that this went off the rail for me personally is because um, because the um, what do you call it? the block quote block mm -hmm. exists already now. Oh, I see. In you know, in hindsight, <laughs> um, you know, I had the the block styled the way that it is displayed in the theme, and I could you know add a block add the testimonial right and like mm -hmm. there there it is it's the block quote that's what it's styled to do right in hindsight of course i could have done a custom block and applied basically the same styles to that block uh i could have done that it probably would have worked better um of course you know then i have to take into account like the editing experience what it looks like when it's empty making sure that it's visible mm -hmm. i i have other questions there about the editing experience I, um but but let me put that aside for a second um <laughs> but and i mean i i should tell you too that i've had like two weeks <laughs> to like scour the internet no, and come no. up with yeah, a yeah. solution so i so i mean i mean like, i had longer i, I, I had longer yeah, than well, that to i just develop. don't want the feeling that like i just come in i'm like oh it's this easy just no, do no. this no it's no, not no, no. i mean you know I, I get it when you're developing and you're trying to figure out you, you know i've had time to do the research on this and it's something I, i've actually done a few times myself myself so mm -hmm. i just that's my toolkit that i go to but anyway sorry you were saying no no i you are here to tell me what the heck what the heck went <laughs> wrong when i was making these decisions right because that that's what the last episode was about like these decision trees and mm -hmm. there's more there's more decisions to make um with gutenberg and again that's not that's not like a, a value judgment right um that's our job as developers to do is make those decisions. They're just, they're, they're really, they're just are more of them. Right. And somewhere in my decision tree, I got stuck down a certain branch, right. With this idea of like, well, the, the, you know, the block already exists for a, um, for a quote. And then I was, you know, toying with the idea of, well, let's just pretend that, you know, if, if this, um, if this work custom post type, has a quote in it that's the testimonial but then i like i like you said i, I went through this process of like mm -hmm. querying all the the posts and finding you know if it has that block in it and, and it's not clear when you're editing that a quote is going to have that extra functionality attached to it right, to rest right, of the site. right, right. all that all yeah. that other sort of stuff that, that right. and that's through. a that's an awkward and weird user experience right because right you know, if I put a quote on my homepage, I don't want it showing up in my testimonials. You right. Know? Um, <laughs> to your so, point, and yeah. Yeah. So, sure. um, if I had, you know, the hindsight that I do now to start, um, you know, start this process with that in mind, and let, let just make a custom block, uh, JavaScript block that, you know, will um, let you input the, you know, the text and like the um what do you call it the uh the little 
byline or whatever citation sorry um and um yeah and that and that is a custom testimony that writes to postmeta now of course i have to decide how to write to postmeta because it's not just a single field it's technically a rich text and then maybe plain text so maybe that's being saved as a serialized array um whatever. i probably want to do it with, with two like i i'm i'm in the weeds so like this is like let's get into the minutiae here but um mm-hmm. like like I've, I've done a block that does exactly this it saves mm-hmm. two it saves two pieces of post meta so i have two rich two rich text fields one saves to one particular piece of post meta and another saves to another particular piece of post meta now that's two pieces of post meta associated to one post so if you wanted to go with a serialized array you could you have to do some you have to like you know serialize it manually you know mm-hmm. uh, json whatever stringify save sure. that bring it back you know but um you know you can handle those discreetly inside of gutenberg you can have one control that just updates the post meta for that one and another control that just updates the other piece of post post yeah. meta so that is possible that makes sense um, yeah, because the way the the mechanism of saving, it's not directly writing immediately. It's like putting it in sort of like state, if you will, and mm-hmm. then it writes that when it needs to. So, um, yeah, so that's that's the that is possible. You don't have to like worry so much about um, having multiple pieces being written at at different times. Okay. Does that kind of answer what you're saying? Yeah, Sorry, it, I, feel it, like it I, does. I feel like I just went on tangent there. So. <laughs> nope. That, the minutiae is what we're all here for, honestly. Okay, um, perfect. Good. So yeah, that Good. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, save them as separate post meta. There's, there's, it's not like you're, it's not like there's extra overhead. Not, not, not a heck of a lot of extra overhead. Why go through the trouble of serializing? Yada yada. So. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, writing serialized stuff and retrieving serialized stuff is more expensive. Like, mm-hmm. just look at the way the widgets used to save. It was a mm-hmm. gigantic serialized array, and your site would just slow to a crawl if you had a lot of widgets going on so so okay so i so i create this custom block we've got the the two things we're using use entity prop um mm-hmm. to to get the two different post meta things for that etc um now i just need to do some custom stuff with you know if may if the you know testimonial the quote itself is empty uh don't display the block or on the front end mm-hmm. essentially your save would be empty your save um yeah i'd probably build function. it as a dynamic block so then you don't have to so you're not actually saving anything to uh postman or not right. postman sorry to to the post content so you just when you create a, a a dynamic block you'd have a um your save function in or your save property would be null and then you use php to render that that would be the, the probably the simplest way to do it because then you then you're just in php rendering what you want to render right you can get access to the post type you can get access to the attributes because if you say you had a title field i think we talked about a title field you would save that with the block but it would save not in the content but in in the in, in the comments or that that wrap that block mm-hmm. um yeah so that's that would be probably the way that i would start doing it the benefit of dynamic blocks too is that if you ever have to change that mm-hmm. later all other block instances inherit that that change static blocks not so much you have right. to go back and re and and and, and resave them yeah, that's been fun with certain certain things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, core blocks are sort of you don't really deal with that very much. Um, I, I mean, you do, but the core blocks don't they they don't change in the way that like a a a custom block for an agency client is going to change. Right. Like you're going to go through multiple iterations. You're you're going to have changes, and all of a sudden you have to have ten thousand instances of this very custom block across all your pages be updated. And so dynamic block makes that a lot easier. I mean, when I was at ten up, that's all we did was dynamic blocks. It just makes life so much so much easier um, for uh, you know. If, for consistency right you have to have your testimonial look the same for the first post and the the you know the ten thousand post i don't know why i keep saying ten thousand <laughs> posts <laughs> well but why not that's the number we're gonna go for it so. <laughs> yeah i think that i don't know if i said this last time either but you know i it may be agency development is a little bit unique in that case where we might have a late in the game change to parts of the design oh, or something like that where we, we might run into this problem of needing to update blocks more often than the general public does i 100 um i wish that that didn't mean that we had to rely on a very specific you know different type of block with a php component now we're like dealing with you know going back and forth between 
rendering PHP versus JavaScript, but necessary evil, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it is necessary. So one one of the downsides, I don't know if it's a downside. One of the criticisms of of a dynamic block approach is that you have essentially two sets of markup that, that you have to keep in sync. You have you have your PHP markup, which renders to the front end, and then you've got your sort of your edit component, the stuff that shows up in the block editor, and those things need to be in sync. Um, there are some interesting experiments right now. Uh, uh, there's a HTML walker, I think it's called. I can't remember. And I don't, I didn't get the oh, pull request up, but, but right. we'll dig it up. But there's a really cool experiment that basically allows you to try to keep those in sync a little bit easier. Um, it's a, it's a cool one. Um, I'll make, I'll grab the link and send it to you later. But uh, yeah, so there's stuff like that. So like, it's definitely on the radar, I think making life easier. Like, there was just a new. There was just a new piece. Um, there was a new. Sorry, uh, meta block meta um, merged for render. Um, so we have like view script and we have editor script and all those things. And if you're not familiar with with those, basically those define the files that make up your block. And there's a new one added called render, which actually refers to a PHP file. And that PHP file will contender will contain your render callback. So there's so that's that's the idea. So now it's getting just the template that you need from your block json which that's is, great. so that's one less thing that we have yeah. to do right and, and and it's 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 in the plugin right now but it's not completely um there's one last piece of the puzzle where um with the create block package sorry with the the scripts package the wordpress scripts package which provides the build process there's a flag that you can pass called dash dash webpack copy php i think and it'll mm -hmm. copy any php files in your source into the build as well and so you have to run that with this re this render thing but there's a um there's a pull request in 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 the works to be able to have that all be just seamless behind the scenes so that's sure. that would make life so much easier so then all, all you're doing is just putting in the markup that you want to render and uh you know no, no no need for the render callback and having the function and all that stuff so sure I mean, yeah, it's kind of a cool thing. You know, we've we've got our little uh, scaffolding that that is already handling that kind of stuff automatically, but it is oh, definitely cool. nice yeah. to to pave those cow paths, so to speak. And, and then I yeah. can go into our scaffolding and just like cut out hundreds of lines of code. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I know. Um, um, yeah. So if, if you're using a scaffolding, so can I ask you a question about? So this is a theme scaffold, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you bundle your blocks with your? with your themes yeah boy we do <laughs> all right cool. well you can do it no yeah, I, yeah, that yeah. is that is a that is a um that's a hill i was ready to die on to be honest because <laughs> coming from uh coming from the agency world there was never a case very rarely was there a case where you would want to have your custom blocks written for a custom theme be active when you change themes because right, like right. the markup is so specific the functionality mm -hmm. is so specific it should almost be bundled so you can do that it is out of the box now like if you register a block you it will check and see if it's you know you can register it from from a, from a theme but anyways what i was about to get at was um have you do you scaffold blocks or is it like do you copy and paste like do you have a block you copy and paste and do that stuff with I, I we're definitely still at the copy paste phase okay um that's cool no, no, but... that's totally fine yeah <laughs> the... there is because yes um... please please tell us <laughs> okay. about tell us about the create block yeah so the create block package has the ability to uh use a a, uh, a template right that so you can customize your template to to structure your block any way you want and you can say you can run this external package point it to your template your local template and it'll scaffold out a new block and that 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 is so powerful because um like when i was at 10 up that's what we did there was a block in our scaffold you'd copy it and you'd have to rename and things and move things and do all that stuff and yeah, that, that yeah. that's inherently error prone right and there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all but if you can scaffold a, new, a, a brand new block named properly in the correct namespace with everything that you need in less than two seconds um you're going to save a lot of time so yeah, I was. I, was I just, highly recommend checking that out. Definitely, I was just looking at it um, right before before our call today. Um, I haven't gotten to it deeply, but I, I I had I had this concept that the create block block package can do templates, but I wasn't really sure how advanced that functionality was. I don't really know much about what needs yeah. to go into those templates. Well, behind the scenes, so under the hood, they're just, they're a mustache template. It's mustache templating mm -hmm. engine that that is running this. And so we just we just added 
two flags. Um, and I, I think I'm jumping ahead in our agenda a bit here, but uh, no, no, that's uh, okay. the, we, we added a no plugin flag, which allows you to just scaffold block files. Because uh, if you just run the create block package without any flags, it will create a plugin, a WordPress plugin that contains a single block. But you can say no plugin, and it will just scaffold a plug. Sorry, a block based on the template. Now there's internal templates that it uses automatically, so you can do that, um, and uh, and that, and you can also define your template to have block files and PHP files. And internally, it it will check and grab the things that it needs. And then there's this. There's, there's another thing that's kind of exciting called variant. There's a variant flag mm -hmm. now that mm -hmm. allows you, so your template can define, if you want to say types of blocks. So like, for example, the ones that are built in for, um, for the create block package, there's a dynamic variant and there's a static variant. And what that does is it'll give you a dynamic block or a static block, right. but it's all based on the templating system. There's a bunch of variables that are created. And so it will basically uh, render the contents of a file and before it writes it to a system, if it's empty, it won't put it in the file system. It, it, it'll just skip it. And we, so we just kind of wrap things in these conditionals. And it's, it's, it sounds complicated, but it's really not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's pretty powerful. So you, you could do things like, it's, like if you have a dynamic block and you have a static block, but you have a Tailwind CSS block, and you've got a TypeScript block, and you've got a whatever other kind of block, you can have all of these variants in your template. And so you can scaffold, you know, Give me a Tailwind CSS block. There we go. And now you you've got it, and all your scaffolding is done, and it's consistent. And you're good right. To go. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. I uh, I think I'm going to take a closer look at this. And um, our our scaffolding is already set up to, you know, handle blocks as individual packages, as individual folders with the files that you need right there. The block JSON, mm -hmm. the the you know, you know, whatever the styles and the index php if you need one for rendering etc um but i i feel like i could probably put into the npm scripts you know some some shortcuts to um creating blocks in, into our scaffolding itself because the scaffolding has npm scripts associated with it so yeah yeah for sure i I've, I've, I've been thinking of ways to try to do that um so when you run it in no plugin mode to essentially get a new block, it will it will scaffold the block wherever you run the command. So it's not, it doesn't look for a source directory or whatever you've called it because you know you can customize that stuff in the scripts as well. It just says, oh, I'm going to run, I'm going to put a block in this directory that you ran this in. So you could do something in npm where you cd into your blocks directory and then you run it and then you cd back out or whatever, right? But um, so yeah, so you could totally do do that, and then just bundle your 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 template somewhere inside your scaffold, and then just maybe you know. Or I saw there's an option for um, you know, uh, pointing it to an npm package as well. Yeah, yeah, that that was the original way of doing it. So you 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 could do that. Now the problem with that is you I, well, it's not a problem. It's a consideration there is that it'll be a public package, so anyone can get your source code if that's you know sometimes agency work. I, I know it's got to be very uh, you know you can't can't open source it <laughs> so so that's why that's one of the reasons why having a local template was kind of a big priority um because oh, yeah. you know it's it's a good way of it becomes more usable to more people so mm -hmm. that's kind of yeah but yeah but yeah you can absolutely use npm i've got a couple up there if you want to try they're a little out of date but um i wanted i'm going to do it now for this um this block that um that talks to post meta I think I'll uh, I'll I'll create one. Oh yeah, that would be that would be pretty handy. Yeah, to have the the stuff all, all scaffolded in there already for in, in the code itself. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I I would like to I would like to say though that our scaffolding is open source and you can check it oh, out. Oh, is it okay? Perfect. <laughs> then uh, yeah, throw it on npm then, because yeah. that's one of the cool things is like uh, what I really like about this the no plugin mode is that and because it's sort of like not tied to the template that it's be that 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 it's being used if you have the way that you do blocks but then you, you're like oh i love the way that Corey does his block i'm going to use his template you you can just pull it into your project and it just works right it, it, there's no like you don't need to change anything it just puts a block wherever you're keeping your blocks and scripts can find it and do its thing so yeah cool um so let let me let me shift slightly back to that question about um the editing experience right of course mm -hmm. so so kind of let's walk back a minute to talking mm -hmm. about you know this this testimonial let's say yeah um 
one of the things that I have been struggling with in terms of creating custom blocks um, and, you know, considering a, a custom post type with data associated, right, as like, um, okay, we, we custom post type, we create a, a, a block template, and then we, you know, populate this. So when you hit, you know, new, new work, um, mm-hmm. you, you see an editor that already has kind of all the content in there laid out with blocks the way that you're expecting, some of which can be custom blocks, of course. And then so we can, you know, we know that we can handle this testimonial thing um, and hiding and showing it, but showing it somehow in the editor, right? So there's a, um, has considerations to be made there of now, you know, I guess the simplest way to put this for me is that as as a sort of WordPress um, custom theme developer, you know, going on, gosh, 12 years now, right? Um the job has certainly changed to focus way more on the actual like backend editing experience than it ever did previously, or at least we weren't focused on it quite so much. We were looking for tools to make that simpler advanced custom fields again comes to mind, of course, um, where the backend was just, something that nobody sees except for the user of course but we were all focused on let's take that data and let's output it in this beautiful easy to use way or whatever right so um you know one of those new considerations now is that like if we are making custom blocks that that do specific things for our custom website we need to take more consideration for the actual user inputting that content so for this testimonial block we need to somehow make it clear that there is a block there it is empty um you know hopefully maybe we can indicate like where to click to start typing in the in the example of this testimonial there's no like you know it's not in a box or something it's kind of floating text right with like a quote mark next to it Mm -hmm. right so um so there's considerations there. I, I know most of the most, if not all of the core blocks don't try not to render differently in the editor versus like the front end for the most part. Right. That generally works. Um, although, right, when you add a paragraph, there's a little there's a little placeholder text like type, you know, type slash to whatever. Um, sorry if I'm just kind of like. No, thinking don't. through it on the fly here, of course. <laughs> no, no problem. No. Uh, but but um, the the other thing that kind of worries me about this approach of going all in with a sort of data oriented custom post type um, is visual noise, and and maybe this is just such a backwards way to look at it, and such a like ah you know you're you're one of those old school wordpress php developers and you you just want to have input fields right well you can still have your input fields <laughs> like i think i think so one one of the first things and you know i i used to work with helen um hosting the at 10 mm-hmm. up and she she like opened my eyes to blocks in a way um we had a conversation and the, she said does it need to be meta because prior to gutenberg that's all we had right? We had the title, we had a big content field. There was a couple of hooks where maybe you could put another uh, title in or whatever, but you registered meta boxes, you put in meta. A lot of times that meta didn't get used and right. for anything other just to be output, right? So right. there's there's this idea of changing sort of your mindset as to, well, not changing, but just ex- it's more decisions, uh, granted, but it's it's like, for example, so if you had a you had a blog post and they wanted to put a reading time on there, and so you entered the reading time, right? Does that need to be meta? Not necessarily. If you're not querying against it, what you know that so that can be a custom block that just gets saved, right? Mm-hmm. Or that can be a paragraph block that just gets saved. So that can go in the content. So so I think there is that sort of the first, maybe the first thing. And and for me, that was a hard distinction to make. Was 
does this need to be meta? Because mm. the only tool we had was post meta, right? right? That's all we could do. If you wanted to save anything other than the title of the content, you had to put it in uh, post meta, right? So, so, so now that's a that's a way to think about that, right? So, let, um, and let me clarify. Really, sure. what you're saying it, it doesn't have to be post meta. It, it means like, well, maybe there's some other considerations there, but it, is it something you need to query? Is that like the main? Yeah, well, I I would say that's that's the part, sort of the first cutoff. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you want to save a piece of information about a post just to to display it, it doesn't need to be. I mean, it had to be post meta before because sure. you needed to save it somewhere. But maybe it's a custom block. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a custom you know, t- you know like because what you're doing what like fundamentally what you're doing with a piece of post meta in sort of like the pre Gutenberg days was you put that post meta in, you have a piece of very customized. HTML that wraps it, displays it, and does something with it. Mm-hmm. So, what if you just put that in a custom block, and then you don't need that 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 meta anymore, right? So that's that's going to be that's not going to solve fifty percent of the problems, right? Like that's not gonna that's not going to be oh well we don't need to be post meta let's just do a block save with content, right? But that is something to consider when you're doing this. Do you need it to be meta, or mm-hmm. you just is that just the tool that? everyone reaches for because i mean muscle memory like for 15 years that's all we've done right so of Mm -hmm. course right so yeah and i get that totally um so that's the first thing to to kind of think about and sorry i've lost my train of thought now what was the i had a really good i had another one a really good (laughs) what was the question again (laughs) the question was um the post post meta it doesn't need to be post meta that's all yeah um and the, oh right, and if it does, you still have the ability to to do it. It's just a slightly different way of doing it, right? Like you used to register a meta box, which you can still do. It just shows up way at the bottom of Gutenberg, but you can you can add a slot fill. And we talked about this kind of earlier in the call, where you can add there's there's a means of adding another little piece of sidebar into the the post edit screen that uh, that allows you to input fields. And that's exactly you know, and then you just write to the post meta. Um, and you've got your, your, your post meta, right? Um, that was kind of the first way that we did it, but then, you know, blocks can also write to post meta. Cause again, this meta is stuff you're most likely just displaying wrapped in custom HTML. So, you know, maybe it needs to be a block, um, for the really, really complicated stuff for the really like structured data stuff. That's like, I don't know what you would be building. I can't think of an example of something that's like, you know, if you're like trying to output a calendar or like something really complicated. Um, I don't know if the block editor is the right place to do that to begin with. Um, but it depends on what you're doing. So I don't want to say don't do it because you can do really complicated, really cool things in, in, in inside the block editor. Like you can do some, you know, nested blocks and all sorts of fun stuff. You can do really, really cool stuff. Um, but I would, I, w- I would examine what you're trying to do and then say, mm, maybe like, is a block the right thing? Is the block editor the right place? Maybe I need a custom admin page where I'm creating my calendar or whatever it is, or my right. events, my you event schedule. develop a whole new right. plugin, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like that's, that's kind of it, right? Like it depends on what you're trying to do, I think. But uh, I feel like I feel like I've lost the the crux of your question, and I'm oh, no, no, no. sorry. So no, we're good. Um, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I just went off. I'm trying to think if there wasn't something you already because um, because yeah, I was talking about the uh, just the, the input experience and coming mm-hmm. from this idea of so back to this this jewelry example. Um, this is somebody who will be logging onto the site um to to add pieces to their portfolio and you want that to be as frictionless as possible upload the images put in your description set the you know certain potentially meta fields or taxonomy Mm -hmm. things or whatever um about that and hit publish right so they can fill up fill up their portfolio make it easy so that they don't dread updating the website because that's like the number one thing, if you have an update or if you have a website, you need to be constantly updating it, essentially, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have often, you know, played with Gutenberg to try to, you know, make this work, the block template especially, right? Um, and then ended up going back to, re- again, removing the Gutenberg editor to just have fields, right? Just boom, 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 mm-hmm. fields, put them in, hit publish, done. Um, 
I'm I'm guessing that you could kind of recreate the same experience essentially in the block editor, but should you should you have these things that are just input fields that render one way in the back end of the editor and then render completely differently on the front end? It doesn't seem like that's what Gutenberg wants you to do, but you could do that. You could, yeah. There's <laughs> like the thing is like as a tool, I think we all have we have a lot of tools at at our disposal as developers as as agency folks as you know trying to provide value to a client there's a lot of tools i think a lot of it comes down to is this the right tool for what i'm doing now you have to temper that also i i i think personally with is this the avenue it, it, is is this the road i know and and therefore that's why i'm picking mm -hmm. it like i have right. this analogy that i've been kind of like messing around with in my head like if you drove the same way home every day for 10 years Right. And it took you an hour and you had to be home at five because you had to be there for dinner or whatever it was. Right. And then, but, but you heard about this other way that was like, you heard it's 30 minutes. It might be quicker, but you know, what is a detour? How do I, maybe I won't get where I need to be. Maybe it, it, it'll be longer. I mean, I think that's, I think that, and that's where I was as, as, as a PHP developer. I think that's kind of where a lot of people are. They're like, yeah, I, I, could, fair. I could, I could go that way. It might work. It might be quicker, but I might also be, you know, way over budget and not hit my deadline which is like you know a full stop right and that's why i think you know when gutenberg first came a lot of agencies just enabled classic editor for a while right and just kind of kept that train moving until they could figure out a way to migrate and so i think there's a bit of a fear of the unknown i think there's a bit of like you know you also want to not work for pennies <laughs> you know because <laughs> if it takes you hours and hours and hours to figure out something that you could have done the old way in half an hour i mean why would you you know, I get that. I totally yeah, get it. It's, right, a, right. it's a bit of a, you know, you have to make that decision, I think. Uh, yeah. Or ramp up know, towards it. So it's that, that, I mean, that's what it's, that's what it sounds like, doesn't it? <laughs> well, no, no. And, and there's by no means a criticism of you or anyone. No, I mean, I, why I would anybody pick the, like the, the way they're not sure they're going right. to lose money. They might lose the client. It's like the, that's, it's the learning scary. curve. I get it. Um, yeah. Everything, every new thing has a learning curve. And for sure, I, I feel lucky that I have been able to take small bites, let's say out of new yeah. features. Um, you know, particularly the, the Gutenberg block editor, um, uh, you know, kind of increasingly over the past four years. Right. So, when it first dropped, we were probably still finishing sites that didn't use it at all, right? And so mm -hmm. finish those sites, done with them. The next site, okay, what can we incorporate from this? We should definitely be using this for the content of the page, that's for sure. Wow, we can make columns now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And then, you know, moving up from there, it's been um, the, the increasing challenge has been, okay, how do we incorporate more of the editing experience into the Gutenberg editor itself instead of yeah, setting pages or whatever. Obviously, you know, full site editing is the full leap into all, all Gutenberg all the time. Yeah. Um, but we haven't, that's the next, that's the next step that we haven't made. Cause we're still trying to sort out these questions about like For simple, sure. like post type data kind of stuff. Um, that honestly, it sounds like just, getting better at the the javascript side of gutenberg development is going to make us faster and maybe help us it's, choose it's that. like anything right like my 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 oldest son he's getting in into web development and i keep telling him i'm like you know what you're gonna go through like forever for the first 10 years of your career and you everything you've never done everything you do you've never done before right. and then you get to a point where you've done that before so you you you, you go back and i it's not the same because i mean you're not you're clearly not starting your career but but i mean we're kind of in a like i said a brave new world right and for me like it, it was like that for me it was like basic javascript stuff was tripping me up i didn't understand because I, I hadn't done it in a long time so yeah i think i think it's it's a bit of like um trying to you know, you have to, you got to get into it a bit, right? Like it's, you know, it, like there's a reason Matt said, learn JavaScript deeply. And I'm not saying that as like the, oh no, that's it. You, that's what you have to do to make it happen. Like there's, that's not fair. That's not, and it's not even um, possible for people. Like, you know, if you're, if you're a freelancer and you make all your, your, your money doing WordPress and all of a sudden your builds take twice as long, but you, your, your rate doesn't go twice as high, right? Like you can't like, so there's, there's definitely, I, I get that. Um, no, the whole the rate for sort of baby steps. <laughs> so, sorry, 
rate, you know, pay for for you know WordPress stuff. That's a whole another topic we'll have to talk some yeah, other day about. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> certainly, getting getting you know coming back to the you know how many more decisions we have to make as developers should mm-hmm. I would hope you know lead to an increase in the amount of pay since that takes longer, etc. But that's that's a that's a conversation the whole industry has to yeah, have. Yeah, it's a bit like unit tests. It's hard to get the client to pay for unit tests. Yeah, they don't get right. it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I I understand that completely. I mean, the thing is, the, you, there's there's sort of baby steps approach. Not to make it, you know, not to trivialize it, but sort of like running custom blocks that maybe use server side render, which is what ACF uses, I believe, mm-hmm. right? So like, no, you know, they so don't actually that use that under the hood, surprisingly. Um, oh, they don't? I thought they did. I have to update my knowledge about that. But. They're not using the server side render block specifically. They're doing it, in the, they might have started using that way back when, but um, the fact that they're supporting um, inner blocks as a tag you can put into your PHP template is is kind of mind-blowing it's pretty pretty awesome but yeah they're kind of doing their own thing with with that um in order to make that happen but speaking of acf um and i don't want to rave too much about the new acf block stuff coming out but it is great and it does make dynamic block stuff super quick and easy of course um but you don't have the editing experience right you just you have fields yeah, which you can you can, and I mean I I I don't use a- ACF. I never really have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I've used other field managers, just not not specifically ACF. And then that's not a criticism of ACF. It's just not something I've used personally very much. Sure. Um, but um, like you can do that yourself. You don't right. need to have a plugin that when all the extra overhead and code that goes with that. Not to say that their code is bad or any of that stuff. I just mean, you know, if you're like. What you're describing is sort of like an editorial experience that is just it's input fields, which you can do in Gutenberg very, very easily with the input control, right? And then you're just you're rendering with a dynamic block. Um, what I think it does for you probably is makes it a little bit simpler to spin up stuff. It does all the plumbing for you, but once you've done one, you can you can do another, right? Like it's that's the that's the that's the thing it's and but i would imagine the getting from like i want to do this to want to get this to be production ready is there's there's that there's that ramp up right definitely is um one of the things that makes <laughs> that particular ramp up difficult or or, or should i say it, it makes it difficult to pull away from advanced custom fields um are the really convenient just input fields that it has that it can provide Right. So it's not just things like, you know, text fields or, you know, um, whatever. There's um, more advanced field functionality that it handles under the hood for you. For instance, of course, the like the post relationships field. This is a field in advanced custom fields that you can add to a field group that will let you do things like choose which, you know, post types are available. Um, you can uh, have different ways of searching through them. It's just a it's it's just a little field that has like um, on the uh, left side, it'll have um, you know just a it'll be rendering a, a list of of posts that are available depending on what you have chosen to limit it to. Right? You can even tell it to like show a tiny little um, uh, thumbnail from the post, right? So you can recognize them at a glance. You can start typing to like okay you know find the post title that you're looking for and then you can like you know add them into the right column uh right hand column so those are added to the field and then basically under the hood it's just keeping like the ids in an array of 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 that in in, of those posts in the post meta right and then you do whatever you need to do with those in php to grab those posts render whatever you need to render from them etc right that's one Mm -hmm. of the like one of the ones we reach for a lot, right? Um, another one that we reach for a that. lot. That's a complicated UI. That's a lot of functionality there, yeah. I mean, that's a time saver for sure. Right. Uh, another one we reach for a lot is just a URL field. Um, Gutenberg has this functionality, right? Like when you have a paragraph and you click on that link button, it shows you that nice little pop-up with the field. You can start typing. Mm-hmm. It'll recognize or, or try to find posts with that title. So you can do a, a link within your site or just paste in a external URL, all that, all that good stuff. 
um, <laughs> that control is called link control and it is still experimental. Mm, that's a whole other question. Yeah, of course. That we could get into the experimental <laughs> but, stuff. Yeah. Right. But I did, I, I wanted to point it out because some of these, like it seems like some of these, what we're used to as fields grabbing from advanced custom fields, there, there are things that, that are in progress or that exist within Gutenberg that might not be public yet, but, perhaps might fill this void that that i'm looking to fill with these like really convenient fields that just have all of the ux stuff sorted out you know what i mean um uh, gallery is another example right obviously wordpress you know, has the gallery block right but um you know maybe we need to make some kind of custom carousel slider i don't know whatever um and it's not um for whatever reason, you can't just use the gallery block with some kind of, you know, style or whatever. Because it's, 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 you know, some slider is a lot different than just a... Oh, for sure. Yeah. A, um, a grid of, of images, right? So um, ACF just has a field that lets you select multiple images, and it'll just save either the IDs or whatever, and you do with those what you need. Um, so, yeah, that those sorts of things would certainly make it a heck of a lot easier to do what we're doing um, on a day-to-day basis as an agency. But, you know, we're, it's, it's hard to say that that should be a priority over other stuff in Gutenberg. Oh, for sure. And I don't like this stuff. Yeah. And I think, I think like, it sounds to me, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, because, like I said, I don't use ACF as like, you're the expert here for, for sure. If you had a block equivalent to some of these tools, you'd have no problem reaching for those. Like it's not, it's not like if you had the, the post relationship, if you had a, a, a block that, that handled that, that allowed you to, you know, make those relationships and it was, it was a dynamic block and you can do whatever you want with those relationships. It sounds like you could, you would be totally fine with 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 using that. So this isn't a like a resistance to change thing. It's just no, it's, I don't I'm, have the tool that I'm looking for. Correct. And I understand that, of course, I could build it myself. But when it already exists and we already have a lifetime license to ACF, it's hard to pull away. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you know, if someone came to you with it on a silver platter, you wouldn't uh-huh. be like, oh, I don't want to use that. It's just it. Yeah. It, it's it's the investment of of time in building that specific tool, and that I think is sort of the difference between ACF, which has been around for how long? Like quite a while. And Gutenberg, which is what, five, four years, right? So we're still iterating and uh, we're still, you know, and a lot of these, like I can imagine someone out there is like, I'm going to do block versions of all the ACF stuff, right? And uh, I, I hope someone's it. working yeah. on that. And if yeah. and if you are, so. please get in touch because I want to use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, 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 that gives me a cool idea, an idea for a stream where I could, I could, you know, you tell me things ACF does and I'll see if I can do it in Gutenberg. <laughs> and, right. and, and this is not to like, you know, put ACF, you know, no, in, no, no. to cause them any hardship in any way. It would just be an, an interesting exercise for me. And also uh, just to see, you know, maybe it will expose some things that Gutenberg needs and maybe it will, you know, I don't know, that, 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 that'd be an interesting stream. Yes, for sure. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> okay, cool. cool. <laughs> I'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Um, this has been a very enlightening uh, conversation, but I think we're just about out of time unless oh, man, there's some other yeah, stuff you wanted to uh, to I slip in. So. I'm just looking through. Our, is there anything that we've we didn't? Oh, limitations with the query block. I wanted to mention oh, that yeah, there is a p. Please. There's a there's a there's a pull request that's being worked on to essentially extend the query loop block um, by way of variations. It's kind of an interesting experiment. I haven't got into it too much, but um, that's something that might be Ooh, of interest to be able that to. That is have. interesting because yeah. it sounds like something I attempted once with variations and it just wasn't, the block wasn't built to accept. I don't, I, unfortunately, I can't recall exactly what I had been doing, but interesting. Right. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I'll uh, I'll send you the link to that so 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 folks can look. It might even I'm not sure if it's going to be. It's a, it's pretty uh, 
it's under a lot of development, so it might even be merged by the time by the time this this airs. But um, but I'm not sure. I know Phil will be ecstatic about that. Um, I'll check that out. We'll put the link if uh, if you got it. I'll put the link in here about the query block variation extension stuff. That sounds exciting. And I'll also, I'm going to give you the link to my little. Uh, I have a custom field block that I built for my, one of my streams, and I, I'll link you to the source code. Excellent. Well, See, steal it There's and do whatever you want with it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's it, though. Oh, actually, I've got another link. I had I did a stream a while back on integrating a post type in, in, into Gutenberg and full site editing. It's a bit old. It's from March, but uh, there's a. I'll give you the the link on on YouTube to 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 have a look, um, and everyone. Please watch it in like 1.5 speed because no one wants to hear me ramble and type badly for, for a full hour and a half. So, All right. So you're on yeah. YouTube. Go, uh, go, list all the other places you're on for yeah, us. Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitch them. and YouTube, uh, Ryan Welcher Codes in both places. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter, at Ryan at Ryan Welcher. My website is ryanwelcher.com. There's a lot of, lot of, there's a consistency there. Uh, and that's kind of it. I'm on I'm on um, WordPress Slack. I'm on Post Status Slack. I'm on a million other other Slacks as either Welcher or Ryan Welcher or some variation thereof. And uh, yeah, you can anyone can hit me up with questions or tell me what they hate about Gutenberg, respectfully, of course. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll chat. And there is also a there's also a Discord, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about my Discord. Yes, there's also a, a Discord that I started, uh, which I will give you the link to. Um, you can get to it from my Twitch channel too. So my Twitch channel's got all all, all my links, so that that might be the probably the easiest way to get there. Um, and it's got the it's actually got the the code for the stream too. At the end of every stream, I push my code up, good or bad and ugly. And uh, yeah, yeah. So it's available for people to steal and do with what they, what they want. Nice. Well, thank you so much. Really, really, really appreciate this conversation. Oh, yeah. um, no, I'm, I'm hoping to continue onwards with the uh, push towards all in on Gutenberg. Totally. Um, and if another in, in interesting stream could be converting your, um, block scaffold into a template oh yes definitely we could maybe like pair it or something i don't know i don't know i'm always <laughs> looking for stream content because every thursday i'm like what am i gonna do this week oh my god so i'm not streaming this week because i'm traveling right. to work in us tomorrow but uh probably next week i'll have something i don't know what yet all right folks well tune in um by the time this comes out i don't um maybe the the thursday after there will be a stream i think <laughs> we'll see Who knows? um and every thursday on on 10 30 eastern yeah on twitch all right see you next time that's all for this episode thanks so much to ryan for agreeing to get barraged with questions a day before traveling to wordcamp us where he gave a talk about the slot fill system in the block editor it was very thorough. Do check it out if you can. Follow Ryan on Twitter as at Ryan Welcher. Check the episode description for links to things we mentioned in the show, in particular Ryan's Twitch channel, Ryan Welcher Codes, for weekly Gutenberg-focused streams, and his YouTube channel, also Ryan Welcher Codes, as well as his website, ryanwelcher.com. As always, don't forget to send your questions, thoughts, and fan mail to podcast at blackbird.digital. You can also find us on Twitter as in the loop underscore WP. If you're interested in having a WordPress website custom built, or you want to join a team that does that, head over to our site at blackbird.digital and drop us a line. Thanks for listening to in the loop. See you next time. <laughs>